Shkayach. Are we ready to go? What time is it? It's uh, 9.05. I was trying to stall a little bit just for those guys. We forgot to delay the shear. This, next week we have to start shear a little later because all the... Um, the uh, Rabbi Tam people are not able to make it. Is uh, Rabbi Schoenberg on? That's our son. Yes, if he's he able. is. He is on. Uh, okay. Hi, Rabbi Schoenberg. If he's on, then we're good to go. Good. All right. A good nerve of Shabbos. We'll start with the. It's it's uh, it's Matzi Shabbos, so we have time for some Matzi Shabbos stories. Dear Rabbi Stefanski, I know you have a minog not to go backwards, but the Gemara had this limit on both yesterday's and today's daf, and that's why I sent this. Amazing, scary story that happened with Ramosha Feinstein to tell the Olam today. Perhaps the email was not sent to you in time, so at the risk of repetition, I'm resending. As backup, in the event you don't have time to share the story now, now that the parak is over, and it's a new sugya, and new emails are coming in, I'm willing to dedicate this Sunday's daf. I've dedicated it twice in the last few months. Not Lili Nishmas, nor Lerifur Shlema for anyone, but just for you to get this incredible story out to all our Rebbechaverim. So, first of all, I saw the first email. I didn't, whatever. So, it reminds me of the story of Rebchaim. Rebchaim. No. Rebchaim Velazhener. Rebchaim Velazhener, the one that established the first modern day yeshiva, went to the Vilna and says, I want to make a yeshiva. Vilna says, No. So he went to me a year later, and the Vilna Gaon said yes. He said, Rebbe, why, why all of a sudden now? He says, I see that you're serious about it. It wasn't just like a Yitzhahara and you had to do it. You're serious. I saw the email. I kind of ignored it. I see he's serious. He's willing to pay money for me to say the story. I'm not going to take your money. You don't have to dedicate it. It's that important to you that I should say the story. I'll say the story. And then he finishes off saying, I miss reviewing the Daily Shear in person with Menachem Ash and Jay Spector as we were out of Newark for some eight weeks already. So they reviewed the daily shear in person, but eight weeks they're in seclusion, so they can't do it. Thanks for everything, Elchanan Pressman, from Newark, I guess. Wow! Here's the story from Ramosha Feinstein. I guess this goes on the Ramah, that, the Ramah that I said, and uh, it was a controversial Ramah, where does he say it, and who says he said it, and all the different questions I got on the Ramah. Basically the Ramah, according to the Chidah, had a dream that is Pshad on Ruvain, that Ruvain didn't sin, the Pshad that he said over there was a true Pshad, and Ruvain said, I had a lot of Agmas Nefesh that people thought that I, that I sinned, and he thanked the Ramah for saying his Pshad, so you see that a, a mace has feelings. So a few people wrote to me, of course mace have feelings, well it's a whole sugya and brachas that we learned, how did we forget that sugya? From the sugya it seems like Dead people don't know what's flying in this world. A lot of different rayas, the sons of Levi, the whole... I didn't go over the sugi, but as far as I remember, it was very controversial. Do they know? Some things they know, some things they don't know. Anyways, it says over here, in the beginning of the winter of Tufresh Pei Bays, one of the Balabatim got really sick and had a weird disease where his tongue swelled up. So Ramosha Feinstein went to visit him, and the guy said, everybody leave the room, I have to tell you a story. And he said that last week was Parshas Vayera, and he asked the question, how come Lloyd's daughters had a schos that Mashiach should come out of them, uh, even though they weren't embarrassed that they were mezana with their own father, and they told everybody about it. And he was talking not nicely about Lloyd's daughters. And that night, Lloyd's daughters were very, very old, came to him in a dream, and they were covered, and they said they were Lloyd's daughters, 
and they said, we heard what you said about us, and we want to tell you that we didn't want to make a new religion, we didn't want people to think that we became pregnant from Hashem because the world was destroyed, so we, we decided to tell the truth. Bikitzer, and you are going to be punished with a strange disease that has to do with Lashon Hara, and that's why your tongue is going to blow up and you're going to die from it. And sure enough, this guy died. It says over here, while Ramayusha Feinstein was there, he died. Anyways, that's the crazy story that he wanted me to tell people. Do you see that Lloyd's daughters knew what's going on? Okay, but then you have the whole Gemara and Brachas that says that the dead people don't know what's going on. So maybe they know, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And there's different rise of different things. I in that whole sugi over there in Brachas. It's a great Matzi Shabbos story. This uh, is from Stephen Sanders. Late, Ravelli, lately I've been getting up a little later, so I missed the Zoom and watched this year later. I was using YouTube link from the WhatsApp. However, recently I started having a problem where the video and audio were not in sync. I didn't hear that problem from others, but I guess it's an issue. So I would hear you showing a picture. I would hear you showing a picture, but I would only see the picture 10 to 20 seconds later. It was very confusing. Today I switched to using the app, Leon Wilcher's app. He's on from South Africa. What a difference. It's so much better. I highly recommend using the app instead of YouTube. Keep up the good work. Shlomo Sanders, Harnof. And then we have, uh, I could just go through all the emails until all the guys from uh, Rabinatam show up. We only have 97 people on Zoom, so it's not enough. We're waiting. When we get to 100, we'll start. Rebelli, and 23 on, on uh, what do you call it? This guy says like this. This guy's name is Moshe Green. Oh! Moshe Green sent me an email today yelling at me for diving in a minion. He says it's very dangerous still and that uh, people are going to take it from me that you could dive in a minion. I hear. Uh, but aren't schools opening tomorrow? People, yeshiva, schools, things are happening. People are walking around. The stores are opening. I don't know. Everybody has to be really careful. Wear your masks, your gloves. Keep social distancing. Very important stuff. In the base of Migdosh, Avelim Hassanim came through the same entrance. Sadly, over the past three months, I'm just skipping around there. The balance is skewed towards Nechama. I propose that a chat be established by the Neshei, of, I guess, of our, our Neshei, for purpose of facilitating Shiduchim. I like the idea. As this would be for the Chavr Shatchanah's guilt to go towards the Shir. I don't know if that's a good idea that we should take the money, because then people lose their incentive. Keep the money over there, but it's a great idea that we should have more Shiduchim. We should... Uh, think about it. Two Shiduchim that the Chasen Kala and the Shatchan were all from the Shir. Chasen Kala shot twice. It's unbelievable. Twice in what? In a span of a month and a half. Hopefully this double mitzvah will lead to the day then from Tzion, Tayo should come out and the word of Hashem from Yerushalayim, Moshe Green, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, exactly. By the way, any Shidduch, that, it's a three-way Shidduch in the MDY I expect, not Shadchanas, but I expect uh, Siddiq Yudushin, obviously. Seder. I mean, Hillel, Hillel Abrams tried to give me Siddiq Yudushin, I refused to accept it. He gave me a brachat then, it was very nice of him. That's just a joke. Okay, let's go. So, we're holding today is Daf Nunzain, brand new parak. For those of you just joining Daf Yoimi, it's a great time to start. Those of you who are continuing, you should be amazed that we're holding Daf Nunzain, smack in middle of brachas. Not quite the middle, but look how much we've done in Masechus Brachas. It's unbelievable. Time flies when you're having fun. I think we started saying Shir in this room, Daf Yud Aleph Yud Bezish. And we're holding in Daf Nun Zayin already. 45 Daf later. Says the Mishnah. 
Here's a question. If you're going out of Rosh Hashanah, you're in the middle of Rosh Hashanah, are you allowed to remove your shoe in the middle of Rosh Hashanah to remove a pebble that's stuck on the bottom of your shoe and it's really bothering you? Is there a problem of carrying on Shabbos, taking off your shoe? That's a question I have for you guys. We'll see the answer in a few minutes. Says the Mishnah, Bamo Isha Yoitza. Ubama Eino Yoitza. We just finished the parry. Bame Behemo Yoitza. Taisvis, the Rishonim discuss why does an animal come before a human being? It goes in a certain order. Like we started at the beginning of the Masechta. You start from Erev Shabbos. You start from things that happen first. An animal usually goes out before human beings into the field, out of the field, and then the humans. Bama Isha Yoitza. Bama Eino Yoitza. So the next few Mishnahis discuss the things that women cannot go out with. And Rashi says on the spot, we're discussing jewelry. Not a purse, something that's heavy, something that's not... Jewelry that's attached to her. And Midori so she should be allowed to go out with jewelry. Just Chacham made a takana. And we're going to see, most of this Mishnah is referring to things that we're concerned that she might take off and show her friend. And then she'll start walking in Rosh there are some things, though, in the Mishnah that are not that reason. So we start saying off. So there's one category of some sort of ornamental strings. Here's the picture. Right over here. This is taken from Yoni. Basically... She braids her hair and she puts the string through the braids, according to Rashi. According to Taisvis, it's more like, I mean, this, I guess, maybe your Shaman girls do today. Taisvis says something that women in our days do, they, like a ponytail, you put like a bow on the ponytail to, to grab the ponytail. Taisvis says it's also to put it through the hair on Shabbos, so it would be also to take out of the hair on Shabbos. So it's either you're using strands of wool or of flax or some sort of leather kind of band we're familiar with it something that goes through the hair and this the Gemara is going to explain has nothing to do with showing to your friend this has to do with a, a shayla of chatzitza going to the mikvah you cannot go into the mikvah when this is in your hair because that constitutes the chatzitza, you have to have the water reaching every single part of the body, every hair, and if you have a string in your hair, that's a problem for chatzitza, the water is not going to get everywhere, so you have to undo it, it shouldn't be tight. We could jump ahead just so we know a little bit what's going on, so we don't, we're not completely confused. Toitefes is like, where do we say toitefes? We say it about tefillin every day. Tetefes is right over here. It goes on the forehead, sort of like where the tefillin are supposed to be. And this is Sarbitin. This is what girls wear today, I guess. Headband. But this one goes a little bit lower. It goes all the way to, her, to the cheek. Where in our days it would probably stop right over here. Okay, but it's the same idea. This one and this one. Beloi b'sarbitin b'zman she'enim tfurim. If they are not attached to her snood, to her hat, then it's a problem. Why? Because then she can remove it. 
But if she cannot remove it, if it's attached to her, to her hat, she can't remove it without removing her hat. Who's going to remove a hat and expose her hair in public? So, by the way, if the same thing happens like it happened last week, I have no reason to believe it will happen. But if we get knocked off a of Zoom, so just go onto uh, YouTube, or Gary's going to do his shtick, where he's going to take the, Zoom, uh, the YouTube screen and put it on Zoom. But there's ways out of it. Why do you think it's going to happen? I think because, well, it shouldn't happen, but I think it's possible that I, I, the only difference I was able to see is that we never had an issue, but I must have shot us, my kids are up, and they're using devices. Actually, so I, it's Mondo. <laughs> I asked everybody to, not to use the internet, not to do anything, and I have to work on uh, doing a hotspot for my phone, which doesn't work. We'll talk about that at a different time. Or we can talk about it now, just ignore the fact that there's a couple hundred people watching now and, and whatever. Fine. Zog de Gemara, Zog de Mishnah. I'm supposed to remind you that uh, you've been saying Kaddish for people that have emailed. Yeah, I have been saying. Absolutely. Not, not every... Uh, some, some fall through the links, but I said let's lay for the Kreisman today. Here, I even have it in my pocket. Whatever, whatever is in my pocket, I say. Whatever doesn't... Yitzchak, Isaac, then you suffer though. I said that today, yeah. Absolutely. Where's my thing? Oh, here. Has it. I said it, here. Right over here. Anyway, I had it in my, in my, I went upstairs, I got it, Baruch Hashem, got it. Oh, what are we doing? I forgot. I have nobody reminded me. Today is the 24th day of the Oimer, if you haven't been to Meyerv yet. And today's shear is being sponsored by, Shane, uh, by Andrew Fuchs. Lilu Nishmas, my sister, Shandel Bas Nachman, on her third door side. Her smile was infectious to all who met her. Keep it short and sweet. Let, this way we can read it. If it's long, it's very problematic. All right. Thanks for reminding me, Rabbi Sai. Yosef, what's going on? Wake up. Hashem wants me to remind you something about Yitzchak, Isaac, Ben Yisachar, Didn't he just say that? Didn't Abi just say that? Could be. <laughs> Yitzchak, here. You know what? Abi. Let's say it. Yitzchak, Isaac, Ben Yisachar, Doiv. He's the Shabbat Hashem, having Aliyah. He sent me a couple emails. I shouldn't forget to say Kaddish. I said Kaddish. I'll say tomorrow also. Kaddish, I'm not charging anything from Kaddish. Don't send me money for Kaddish. It's a mitzvah. Don't worry about it. Everything is good. You can send it to me if you want. So we, we discussed Tetefes and we discussed Sarbitan. Now, Kavl. What's a Kavl? So we're going to see in the Gemara, it's some sort of covering that goes on the head. But it says over here in the Mishnah a very interesting thing. The only thing you can't, there's one exception in the whole Mishnah. You should not go out with a kavl into Rosh Hashanah. It's, it's like a cap that goes underneath a hat. I think. Let's see in the Gemara. But you can't go out with it into Rosh Hashanah. Meaning you could go out with it into your own chatzar. Whereas the other things, if you have jewelry, you're not allowed to go out even into your own rishos, into your own backyard. You cannot go out with it. Because what happens, you go into your backyard and then you forget and you walk into Rosh Hashanah. This kavl, you're permitted to go out with it. A very interesting thing. And again, these are things that we, we learn in halacha, we could go by, but if you put it into your head, it clicks. There's a concept called shalitiz gana al-bala. You don't want a woman to be disgusted in the eyes of her husband. She has to look beautiful. So you can't take away all her jewelry. You can't take away all her things. 
So you give her this thing. But you see it throughout Shas. There's some halachas that women are allowed to do, that men are not allowed to do on Tisha, but whatever, certain makeup. It's a very important thing. A woman has to look good for her husband. What does it say here? So, Irshelzov, the Gemara talks about it a lot. It used to be like this, uh, you see this fancy lady by, uh, this is by Yoni. Again, it's a Jerusalem on top of her head. It's like a tzitz. With the coin Gadol would wear Irshelzov, the city of Yerushalayim in gold. Obviously, that's something. And by the way, I saw one of the Rishonim, I think it was the, the, the Ran, that says that these things don't apply to men. Men who wore jewelry, and men did wear jewelry back then. They, he uses a Lushen. I'm not, I'm not going to go into the Lushen. He says, a woman died on kalois to show to their friends. In other words, women have this thing that they show their stuff off. They like to show off to their friends. A guy obviously wants everybody to notice that he's wearing this stuff, but he's too cool to take it off and show to his friend. He just, he just uh, keeps on looking what time it is to show everybody has a $30,000 watch, but he's not going to take it off and uh, look, you see, you see my thing? But women do, that's their, that's their minic. Therefore, they have more of an issue going out with this stuff. Vila Biktala. In case you didn't notice the big Yushalayim across her forehead, she had to take it off. No, no, you have to show the details. You see how beautiful mine is better than yours, mine is this. Look here, it even shows Mamila. You know, you show, you have to show the details. What do you mean? Vila Biktala. Now, this is a very interesting one. We're going to go into it soon in the Gemara. But Ktala is right over here. It's a choker. It almost looks like, uh, you know, you ever see the nuns? They wear something similar to this. A Ktala means, in, in, in Aramaic, Ktala means to kill. And in English, it's called a choker. It's basically the same, it's the, it comes from the same, it, it, it chokes you. And, and the Gemara explains, there's two of them, we're going to see soon. This is not so much the one that the Gemara talks about. But in the Gemara, the one that the Gemara talks about, it's a choker because the women wanted to look heavy in those days. It, it was a sign of, of wealth. So they wanted a double chin. So they literally choked themselves and they, they would make their chin come out. And they cannot go out with nose rings. It was a thing in those days to walk around with nose rings. Those are easier to take off, whereas the earring is not an issue on Shabbos. So we actually discussed this before. They had rings that had signets in them. You know, cool rings that they could stamp. They could go like this, take a check. You know, women love checkbooks. You, you'll never see a guy in a, in a grocery store whip out a checkbook. Women always, checkbook, start writing two and a half shekel, and then you take your, 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 your thing, you go poof, like in front of everybody, you show everybody you have a signature. You're cool. So if, the mission says like this, She's not allowed to go out with it if it's a regular ring. It doesn't have a signet. But what if it does have a signature? Then it's 100% also. Then it's awesome the Raisa. Because that's not jewelry. The same idea on this. If you have a needle without a hole in it, without an eye, so why do you have it? It's more for the core than for anything else. You know, w women do have that. They have like a needle that has some co cool thing and they put it over here. You know, I don't know, back in the day when I was younger, a lot of women had it. I don't know if they still use it. But, but a needle with a hole in it is awesome de raisa. Because now it's not a takshit anymore. 
Vimiyatsas, and then the Mishnah finishes off. All these things are only with Rabbanon. Because Be'etzim and Atayr, you're allowed to go out with it. Rabbanon made Xera that you might come to take it off, or in the first, that category of Chuti Tzem or Chuti Pishtan, as you're going to see in a second, that's a different reason. But the whole Mishnah is because you might take it off and show it to your friend. Therefore, Vimiyatsas, and Echayev is Chatos. There's no Chatos. Because only with Rabbanon. Says the Gemara, Tfilo Mandekar we're in the middle of Mesechtas Shabbos, and all of a sudden it says in the Mishnah that a woman should not be toivel until she undoes it a little bit. What's going on here? It's like very simple. It's explaining you the reason. Why can't she go out with these strings in her hair? It's not a thing of Shabbos. It's a thing of Weekday also going to the mikvah, you have to loosen it up so the water can get between the hair and the string. And since she has to undo it, so therefore it's also to go out with it in Shabbos. Anytime, if she has to go to the mikvah, even just to eat taharas, because she touched a rat and now she has to do the regular tefillah, that's called tefillah's mitzvah as well. That kind of tefillah also requires that you undo the string. So Mamela, what's going to happen? She's going to have a string in her hair. She knows that that's not good for a tefillah. She undoes it. Once she undoes it, she takes it out. Now she's going to carry, after she's done with the mikvah, instead of putting it back through her hair, which is very complicated, she's going to carry it back home. What about her coat? She has to obviously remove her coat to be toivel. So she'll remove her coat. And then she'll forget to put her coat back on, and then she'll walk home. Says Taisvas, any normal clothing, she's going to have to put back on. It's part of her. But a small ornament, some sort of string, that's a minor thing, that she won't put back on. She doesn't have to put it back on. She'll carry it in her hand, and that's the problem. We're holding like in the middle of the page. You know, like a kaishalak, the, the kaishalak that we use on, on, on uh, sukkahs, we put our ravas in. I have some sort of a picture. Basically, kaishiklach. Kaishiklach. Thank you. Not, not this guy. This guy right over here. So it's kind of woven, and uh, you put your hair in it. Shaila is, does it prevent water from getting. O- to the, all the hears, is that considered a chatzitza or not? You're talking about something woven? Now I need you guys to remember this all the way to tomorrow. It's only 10 hours away. But we're going to be using this exact saying for a different thing completely. In a different context almost. But the words are the same. Basically he's saying two yisoidas. But tonight's yisoidas, if it's woven, then the water gets through. Right? That's just the nature of the way it is. It's not like a, it's not very tight. Same thing. And some say, in the name of Rav Huna, but a little differently. I saw my own sisters take baths. In other words, he, didn't, he saw them going to the bathroom to take a bath with these things in their hair. And they didn't care. So what does that tell me? A, that water gets all the way to the hair, because they wouldn't take a bath without letting the water get to all their hair. Second of all, there's no kpeda, there's no chatziz, they don't care about it. 
my Ika bein hachlishna bein hachlishna. Is there a difference between the two Rav Hunas? Asked the Gemara. In other words, I'm just trying to see if I skipped. No, I'm just in Taisvis. What Taisvis goes on? Uh, right. No, as I mentioned before, we just have to go back one second. That remember, I was saying that there's a difference between a coat and a piece in the hair. So Taisus just says, if you look in the middle of the first Taisus, like a third down or so, it says, Things that you let to go outside on Shabbos, let's say a shoe. You let to wear a shoe on Shabbos. I think it's a big, a big chiddush here. Taisus says you could remove your own shoe in the middle of a, a, a proper Rishus HaRabim. 600,000 people go by, you let to take off your shoe, Take out a stone. There's no issue. says, If you remember that it's Shabbos, he's not going to walk with it anyways. And he doesn't remember that Shabbos. Anyways, the point is that we're talking about jewelry. She might show it to her friend, she might walk. But something like a shoe that you're allowed to go out on Shabbos, there's no problem to remove it and retie it in the middle of the Shuzarab. I thought it was a nice chiddush to know. Anyway, let's go back to our sugya. So what's the difference between the two Ravunas? One Ravuna says, I saw my sisters that when they took baths with this koshiklach. Uh, and the other one says that anything that's woven, there's no chatzitza. But the bottom line is, they're both saying the same exact thing. They're both saying, this this guy in the hair is not a chatzitza. I don't care if it's his sisters or it's woven. What's the point? What's the difference? Says the Gemara, there's the difference. The Tanifan. What if it's full of mud? At the end of the day, it's woven, so it's not a chatzitza. You see, you have to be medaigan every word of these holy Tanoim and Amiraim. He said, Look what he said. He said, I saw my sisters that wore makbid. Meaning that if they wore makbid, if it was problematic for them, then you're not allowed to go into the, to, into the mikvah with it. In other words, if there's mud on it, now you introduce the, the mikvah water to it, says Rashi. What's going to happen to the mud? It's going to start coming apart. And that's going to bother her. So in Melo, you can't go to the mikvah with it. According to other Rishonim, it's the opposite. This thing is a beautiful thing. It doesn't have any mud in it. It's like a nice, it has colors and everything. But if you go into the dirty mikvah water, it'll ruin those nice colors. And that's the problem. That, the the kpeda is on a beautiful ornament. So it's opposite pshatim. According to Rashi, it's full of mud. And by going into the mikvah, it's going to loosen up the mud and it's going to be a problem. According to Taisvis, it's you're going in with a beautiful thing, but the water is dirty. Okay. Fine. It was the rush, not Taisvis, that says that. Not awesome. It says in Mesechtas Mikvais, right? Mikvais is talking about Kalim and Mikvah. So it says these are considered a chatzitza when it comes to human beings. Rashi just points out, and not for what? Well, because the rest of Mesechta talks about dishes, so it's not a chatzitz, and a di- we're not talking about dishes now, we're talking about humans, just to, to focus us on what we're talking about. 
Okay. Because like if it was a Mishnah here in the middle of Masech the Shabbos, you'd say, uh, yeah, we're talking about humans. Uh, what are we talking about? Dogs? That there's no chatzitza on a dog? No. Says, says Rashi, no, because we're talking about, usually we talk about dishes in Masech the Shabbos. We're talking about, so, understand we're talking about humans. Okay. These are the three items that our Mishnah brings down and it's brought down in Masech the Shabbos. That these, these create a chatzitza. Strings made out of wool, flax, and leather are habanois. Now, if you and I were to read this, we would say like this. This is how we would read it. Strings made out of wool. made out of flax. And a third category called And the leather straps that are on the heads of the girls. I wouldn't say that the girls is referring to the Chutit Semer is also girls. That, that, that's nothing to do. This Chutit Semer, this Chutit Pishtam, Veharetzui Shebarashe Abanois. Says Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Doemer, Shal Tzemer, Vishal Seir, Eichoy Tzitzim. So we're going to see in a second that, that that's not the Pshat. But Rabbi Yehuda just says that you should know that wool and here doesn't make Chatzitza. Now, notice that the Tanakhama doesn't talk about here at all. That's not one of the three items. It's wool, flax, and leather. Rabbi Yudha says, by the way, wool and hair, he just sticks in another category called hair, no chatzitza. Why? They're not tight enough to create a chatzitza. Water can get between here and here. If, you, if you're going to take somebody else's hair, like another, like a shaitel, and tie it around your own hair, that's not a chatzitza, says Rabbi Yudha. It's not tight enough. By the way, when it says the leather straps in the heads of girls, it's referring to all three. The Tzemer, Pishtin, and the Ritzuis are all in the girl's head. Okay. So if that's the case, it's only in the head. These straps, only in the head. And if I take a strap and I put it on my arm, I put it on my neck, only in the head is not a chatzitza. What is he trying to say? Lemute mai, he obviously is coming to exclude something. What is he going to exclude? The neck. So if I wrap something around my neck, I try to choke myself with the mite. If it comes to exclude wool, look, if you were to take any string and try to wrap it as hard as you can around a metal pole, and I tell you that's called chatzitza. It's so, it's so tight that water can, can't get between your string and a metal pole. So I don't need to tell you that if you wrap that same string around a roll of toilet paper as strong as you can, that water is not going to get through there. Of course it's not going to get through there. If it, cannot, if it can't get through something tough, so certainly it's not going to get through something, something uh, soft. So the Gemara holds that wool is soft and here is very tough. And wool on here creates a chatzitza. Water is not going to be able to penetrate between the two um, products or whatever you want to call them. So certainly, if I wrap wool around my neck and I make it really tight, look, the, the skin, the skin is very soft. It's going to make a real tight bond and this, water won't be able to get there. That should be a chatzitza. So Rav Huna had no reason to tell us, oh, and by the way, uh, a neck, if you wrap this around the neck, it, 
it's not a problem. Of course it's a problem. If it's a chatzitza with hair, then it's of course a problem with a neck. So maybe it's not talking about wool, it's talking about flax. The same question. So Rashi says, pishtam flax is a little bit harder than, than wool. But either way, we said a second ago that if you take pishtam, you wrap it against hair, human hair, that creates a chatzitza. So certainly if I put flax on my neck, it's going to make a chatzitza. Oh, it, we are talking about the neck. If you put these materials around your neck, it's not a chatzitza, because I'm telling you the, what, what's normal. It's not normal for a woman to choke herself to death. So a male is not a chatzitza. Yeah, if she does it really tight, then it will be a chatzitza. But what's the norm? Normal people don't try to suffocate themselves, and therefore it's not a chatzitza. Unless you go to an Israeli barber shop, then they take that, 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 that thing and they put it so tight, you're going to pass out. I don't know why, only in Israel. In America, I didn't have the problem. I never fainted. Over here, every single time, he, he does, no, he does one more, more than the thing. Okay? And then I come home and I'm full of hair somehow. I don't know why. That's that. Also, by the way, somebody should tell these Israeli guys that there's a, a machine that heats up the foam and it does the back, so you, you don't have to come home with... It looks like someone, he went through like a butcher shop that cuts everywhere. They invented that thing already. Okay, whatever. That's a different schmooze. Avi, are you with me that they try to choke you here? You know what I'm talking about. Okay. Oh, it's so frustrating that you do come home all hairy. Anyway. Avi definitely doesn't know what you're talking about. But now I've decided I'm going to be moving my haircuts to my house and let my kids give me the haircut anyways. I don't know if that's called a haircut. That's something else. What you got going is... Yeah, okay. Yeah, a lot of things are going to change. I, I took my haircut on Zoom. Uh, like the guy told me, move a little bit to the right, go to the left, and finish. Everything's good. No, my mayor did my haircut. He became a barber. Don't. Whatever. It's okay. It's beautiful. No, he's sitting right here. It's beautiful. So, one of the best haircuts I ever got. And we had, we did have one of those, those things. But I don't know what it is. It keeps on going. And I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm thinking now that I, I found myself falling asleep in haircuts, and I think that I'm just, just happy now. It's because of lack of oxygen. All right, anyway, says Gemara. So, this, you don't really need a picture, but the young girls that get their ears pierced, so instead of giving them one of those fancy little gold earrings, what they would do is they would take a simple string, put it through, I, I don't know for how many years they would walk around with these strings, but in order that the, the hole shouldn't close, they did the string. But it's not, it's not an ornament. Nobody wants to take it out and show it to their friends. Nobody's going to go, oh, look how beautiful my string is. It's a simple string. But not with this thing around their neck. Now again, Rashi points out, Chavakim is not a tachshit. It's not something beautiful. And nevertheless, they can't go out with it. Why? Seems like because... It's a chatzitza for tvila. It's so tight that water doesn't get through. So you see that women do choke themselves. They do put a lot of pressure and they, they would walk out like that to the point where they would have to remove it for a tvila. And if they have to remove it for tvila, they might forget it. They might carry it for Amaz or Why not? We're talking about a katlo. So we had a katla in the Mishnah. Katla is this 
gray, you see the gray guy over here, right above the bow. It goes around the neck. It's very wide, says Rashi. So it doesn't really go in and choke. And what does it do? It's unbelievable. Every generation is different. If women in our generation knew about this, it says that women wanted to look fat because fat was a sign of wealth. They needed that double chin. They had to create fat. They had to pretend that they're fat. Tell the women today, they'd love it. You tell them in that generation, they want to be skinny because every generation, whatever, whatever's in style, they want to be the opposite. So what do you do? You take this thing and you put it on your neck and it, it makes a double chin. The kids are, you look, you look fat, you look great. Plump, fat, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if you remember, we had uh, just like, I don't know, 20 days ago, we had Pares Habashan, these fat cows that shop all day long and they spend their husband's money. Remember that? Pares Habashan. The kids, are, it was a thing, like the, the, the wealthy women wouldn't work all day and they would have these people just feed them, feed them all day. And that was a sign of wealth. Okay? Now, what is the issue? The issue is like this. Let's just finish this. She wants to look heavy, says, says the Gemara. The Gemara says, I didn't make this up. Rashi didn't make it up. They want, okay. So the Gemara here is saying that this is really a device that makes you look heavy and it goes around your neck. In the Mishnah, it also says the same exact item. Look at the Mishnah. It says, we, we read it over there. It says, Towards the end of the Mishnah. And over there we're talking about a tachshit. We're talking about jewelry. So what's going on here? So Tysus brings it up. The Rishonim all discuss this. They say there's two types of katlas. One is a katla that the issue is that you'll have to remove it for tefillah. That's what we're talking about now. It's so tight, the double chin one, that... When she goes to the mikvah, she has to remove it. Otherwise, it's a chatzitza. But there's another one. The one in the, the Mishnah is talking about a decorative one. And that's not tight. So what's the issue in that one? The issue in that one is that she's going to remove it to show her friends. It's two types of katlas. Why won't she move this one? I like this chap. Why won't she... The one we're talking about, the double chin one. Why aren't we concerned? Maybe she'll remove it to show her friend. Because then she won't have a double chin. Her scam is going to be exposed. So she'll never remove it. So we have to come on to this other reason of mikvah, of chatzitza. You hear what's going on here? Rabbi Yudaimer, friend like, you liar, I thought you had a double chin. Now you see you're skinny, you're ugly. So yeah, we learned that Rabbi Yehuda, Tanakama says there are three things the tzemer, pishtan, wool, this is a chatzitza. Comes Rabbi and says, no. Wool, and here, is not a chatzitza. Amr Rabbi Yosef, Amr Rabbi Yudah, Amr Shmuel. So listen to this. Who says this? Shmuel. But who says that Shmuel says this? Rabbi Yosef, in the name of the famous Rabbi Yehuda, we just had him yesterday, Eliyadim Lamalo, Tachtoyim Lamalo. Rabbi Yudah, according to Taisvis, got to be greater than Shmuel and Shemayim. But they say that Shmuel said, Halacha ki Rabbi Yehuda, the halacha is there's no chatzitza when it comes to hair and wool. 
Halacha meklal depligi. So Abayi doesn't like this. Abayi says, who argues on Rebuda? Nobody ever argued on Rebuda. The Tanakhama never mentioned the word here. How could you tell me that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda Bechuti Seir? Sorry, I missed the word here. Very important words. Halacha ki Rabbi Yehuda Bechuti Seir. In one thing, the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda. When it comes to human hair wrapped around your own hair, a shaitel wrapped around your own hair is not a chatzitza. Halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda. Well, if you're telling me that the halacha is like somebody, that means he's arguing with somebody else. But there's no argument. We never saw that anybody argues on here. So wait a minute, maybe the fact that Yehuda mentions here, obviously he heard it from the Tanakhama, and he, he's arguing with him. It's just not brought down in the Mishnah, for whatever reason. But he heard the Tanakhama say, here is the Chatzitza, and then Yehuda sticks in, here is not a Chatzitza. Says the Gemara, no. And, and what's the Raya? Otherwise, why do you all stick in here? You can't just... Follow the Tanakam and say, oh, and by the way, here is not a chatzitza, if the Tanakam never spoke about here. Obviously he heard it, and therefore he said it. So the Gemara, no. Maybe he never heard it, but he was bringing it as a raya. Don't you Tanakam agree with me that here is not a chatzitza? Here, same kind of texture, same type of hardness, whatever. You, you agree that here is not a chatzitza? Agree to me that Sam is not a chatzitza. In other words, Abaya argues. Abaya says there's never an argument on here. The argument was on wool. Tanagama says wool is a chatzitza, Rebuda says wool is not a chatzitza. But here, everybody's minded that here is not a chatzitza. There's no need for you, Shmuel, to tell me that, oh, the Allah is like Rebuda when it comes to here. Of course, the Allah is like Rebuda. The Allah is like everybody because it's never a machlaik, isn't it? Itmar, now listen to this. Omar of Nachman Omar Shmuel. Before it was Rav Yehuda Omar Shmuel. Now it's Rav Nachman Omar Shmuel. Yeah, Shmuel actually did say that there's no machloikis. That's what Shmuel said. It's not like halacha ki Rav Yehuda. Chachamim, the Tanakama, admit to Rav Yehuda that there's no chatzitza when it comes to here. And then we learned in before Shabraisa, when it comes to wool, it's a chatzitza. When it comes to hair, it's not a chatzitza. And Rabbi Yehuda, in other words, there was never a machloikis when it comes to hair. The whole machloikis was when it comes to wool. And I could prove it from our Mishnah. From the Mishnah, it says that a woman could go out with hair. It doesn't matter if it's her own, if she bought in the store, like a shaito. It should say, oh, even a bigger chiddush. You could go out with wool. It doesn't say that. It said you could go out with hair. So you have to say that it goes according to the Tanakhama. That's one item that they allow you to put in your hair, and it's not considered a chatzitza. Bottom line is, seems like there's no machlaikas when it comes to here, although Rav Yehuda says in the name of Shmuel that there is machlaikas. Again, remember Tefes is like tefillin, comes in the area of the forehead. So the Gemara starts off saying that some sort of emulet, some sort of device 
that saves you from an ayin hara. They were big into the ayin haras in those days. We had it a few times during the last few days. They wore this for an ayin hara, wore that. They even did it for the animal. They put an ayin hara on the animal thing. Well, nothing. That's why she put the red string in her ear. I made it red. Yeah, I made it red. That's, that, Yoni didn't make it red. Yoni has black and white. But yeah. I never understood those people. The red, the red thing. Oh, Because some uh, crazy woman sells it to you in Kei Rachel. You think that that's, uh, it's going to save your life. Okay. Now, why can't she go out with it then? If it's an amulet... It's a proven thing that, that, that helps save people. So there's a whole sugi we're going to get to eventually that talks about emulets. If, it, if the guy that writes it is a mumcha, it's proven to be a mumcha, you wear it and it helps people a number of times, whatever that means, there's an emulet that's a mumcha. In other words, this is a proven thing. It works. If it works, you're allowed to go out with it on Shabbos. So why can't you wear this on Shabbos? We're talking about Upozyanu. So, going back to what we said before, we're not talking about an amulet, we're talking about this guy. It's just, it's a, side, it's a headband that goes sideways. It goes over the forehead. Avi, get ready to heal him. She could come out with a svacha. Now a svacha is basically this guy. It's like a it's like a bathing cap, like a swim a swim cap. You know the women wear this thing, or we could call it a snood. It's a tight fitting thing over the head, over the hair. It's golden. It looks cool. and the tefes in sarbitin akfumba. If it's attached to this, his sarbitin, here's the if it's attached to this, there's no way she can remove this to show off. Because if she removes this, what she's doing is she's removing her snood. And then she's exposed. She can't do that. By the way, they discuss, what about an unmarried woman that doesn't, that doesn't have a problem of showing her hair? It doesn't apply to her. It doesn't apply to her. That kids her. But we're talk, just let's say we're talking about married women that they can't show their hair. Tetefes goes from ear to ear. It goes all the way around this way on her forehead. And this one comes all the way down till her jaw. That's why I said it's a little bit different than what we have today. I think today the girls go up to the top of their ear kind of thing. It's not up to the jaw. But it's the same idea. Omer Avuna. If you're poor, then you take some colorful strings, you wrap it, you make something nice. Wealthy women, they use gold, silver. So what's the Gemara trying to tell us here? Rishonim want to say, the Gemara is trying to say that if you're so wealthy that you use gold and silver, then you don't have a problem to use this cheap, made in China, colorful string one because you're not going to show that off to your friends you're wealthy <laughs> what are you going to show off a piece of garbage you want to show off gold and silver other Rishonim argue and say no no matter what the Gemara is coming to say that no matter what since poor people wear that kind of thing so even though you're rich you cannot wear it next 
Amr Abiyane, Kavul Zaini Yudemau. Kavul could be two things. It could be more than two things. But Kavul, either it's for women, it's like, like a, a larger yarmulke that they wear, or it's something a slave wears. And a slave himself wears it in different types of ways and it's made out of different types of material. It's announced that he's a slave. Like, I don't know if it's a, if it's a proper thing to, to say or not. But like, like uh, you know, the star. A yellow star says, I'm Jewish, I'm a slave. You walk around like that. It's a bizarre for the slave. But that's what they did in those days. Am I talking about a slave? A nice velvet yarmulke is good. You see? It doesn't say anything about knitted ones. Tzemer. Well, I guess felt is not part of that thing either. Tzemer. A woolen yarmulke. That's what they used to wear. Woolen yarmulke. Well, it's women. So I don't know. It's not, not so much for us. Why would a yarmulke for a woman be okay? Because there's no way she's going to take it off. How is she going to take this thing off? Let's say... Let's say it's below this snoot over here. Well, she's going to take off her snoot and take off her yarmulke to show off her yarmulke. Now she's exposed. She can't expose her hair. But there is a little bit of a way to do it in the next part of the Gemara. So you hold on tight and you rip the thing out. So maybe that's what's going on here. Or maybe we are talking about her covering. And it's still a chashash. She might be able to somehow sneak it out. But a kavla davla, davla, of course he can't go out with it. Because he might fall, he might come to carry it. Now, when we learned this in the Mishnah, I pointed out this concept of shaloitis gana al-bala. A kavl is, you're allowed to walk out with it into the chatzar, but not into Rosh Hashanah. It's different than all the other tachshitim. Because, as the Gemara explains, we don't want to take away everything from her. She has to look good. So we let her have a kavla. So as Taisvas, if that's the case, how can we say it's talking about an Eved? What, what does an Eved have to do with Shalitis Gan al-Bala? We're talking about a woman here. So if it's a woman, it's, we're talking about a yarmulke. We're not talking about a, a, a slave's uh, star. Says so Taisvas, yeah. We, we're talking about a slave and we want to make his master happy. There's something about such a thing. We want him to, to feel good about his slave. Look, he's saying that he's a slave. He's my, I, I'm, a, I'm a wealthy guy. I have a slave. So that's also part of it. Okay. Says the Gemara, We're talking about women here. It's, a, it, it's the thing for the woman. A woman could go out with a kavl and it is stomach. We're going to see in a second what that is. You know what? I'll show you right now. What's in his stomach? Okay. So, here's a svacha. Okay? It's like a, a swim cap. What happens is, if you look closely, and we're familiar with it, women that wear snood, you always have these little guys that, 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 that run away. The runaway hears, yeah? And they go like this, I, I'm allowed two tfachim, I, I heard in the halacha, you let three tfachim, they start, you let all this, it's not a problem, I learned in seminary, whatever, the whole thing. 
But in those days, what they did was, they took another scarf, and they folded it up, to cover the runaway hairs. That's what they did. So let's see inside the Gemara. says you can go out with a kavol into the shusarabim. Anything that's below the snood, that svacha thing, you can go out with. Why? Because she's not going to try to show it to her friends. She can't. She can't expose her hair. Anything that's above the hat. And you listen, boy, she might, she might try to show it to somebody. My stomach, what is this stomach? Great, that didn't help us much. What's a stomach? Bezyoyne. My bezyoyne? Omarav, kolyo paroyche. Okay, that helps us a little bit more. Paroyche means flying, to fly. Of parech. So, Akiva, I like your dog. I don't know who you are, but Akiva Rosenbaum has a dog. Kalia Paroiche. You, you don't know, I got all these emails this week. It's mutter to touch a dog. I'm telling you, Ramosha says, and this one, and that one. Kids are. Kalia Paroiche. It's the flyaway hairs. The Ari Shainim, that's Rashi's lot Most of the Shainim don't learn like Rashi. They say, and Yoni even had a picture of it, I think, or uh, I don't have a picture of it. But it, it, basically, they're saying it's for a Kala that she's embarrassed to swat away the flies. It's a big busha to swat away a fly. So therefore, they had these weird things, like little strings coming down. They ha- she had a hat. Imagine a baseball cap with like strings coming down. And they would wag and they would, sh- they would shoot the flyaways. So she, the kala, the hush of a kala, doesn't have to go like this. That's already embarrassing. Kalya paroiche. You see, like a kala to shoo away. There's three things that are said about this istama. So we're learning that istama is this guy. It's that little piece, that extra, that covers the runaway hairs. So there's three things that it says. It's known throughout Shas that shatnez, the word shatnez, is roshetevah shua tavivinoiz. That in order for shatness to, to apply, it has to be spun, woven, and, and, and put together. So if you take felt, what is felt? It's, or like from a hat, you know, think about a black hat. How's a black hat made? You take a bunch of the stuff, you take these materials, you can take even semer and pishtim and just grind it up together and mush it like a hat. You put it in a press, poof, you have a hat. That's okay, that's not shatness. Because it's not woven, it's not... It's not true with Tavavinoiz. So therefore, says the Gemara, the way they make the istama, this fancy little red scarf, is not made by, by, by regular weaving the, the threads, it's by, by pressing the material together. And therefore, there's no Klaim. And if it's not a Beget for Klaim, then it's not a Beget for Tsaras. So if my garment made out of felt, or that type of weight, that felt is made, you find a green splotch on it, it's not saras. There's no saras on it. Like it says in the Mishnah, like we discussed, these are things you don't go out in Rosh Hashanah with. Why? Because this is something you might rip off and show your friends. 
she doesn't care to expose her two little hairs that came out over there. That's not a big deal for her. And Amazing. In the time of the Gemara, they made a takana that a kala should not wear her crown. I don't know why sometimes you see kalas do wear crowns, no? Not really. But they do, yeah, they have like some sort of that they shouldn't do that because of the Churban Abayis. So Robert Links is looking at me like I'm crazy. You never saw a kala like wear one of those fancy kinds? A decorative? A tiara. They don't wear tiaras? From girls don't wear it? I don't know. But it seems like you have to look in Allah how it... He's not happy, Robert Links. I'm not sure why. It says, look at Rashi. No, that's something... Yeah, you have to be mitzitar. Anyway, this thing is not a problem. This is not a crown. This beautiful red thing over here is not a crown. You could go out with it as a kala, if that's what you feel like. Have a gewaldic a week. Tomorrow morning, 7.15 sharp. Avi, you got some uh, tilim for us?